Howdy, skewers. I'm trying to do my best, Trey. I'm not going to do the voice this time, but Trey always says howdy, so I thought we should start the show with a howdy. Uh, Trey's on the road tonight, so I'm joined by our Georgia correspondent, Corey Ryan Forrester. What's going on, Corey? Hey, Mark. How are you? That was a wonderful Trey. It did sound dumb indeed. <laughs> does he? Does he do? Does he do howdy? He does. He does. He starts the show with howdy. I don't, I don't actually pay attention to like what stuff he says at the beginning of the show, so I'm probably going to fuck it up. Uh, all the different plugs well, and whatnot. With Trey, you know that if he starts talking, you've got at least three and a half to four minutes that you can, <laughs> you know, finish a group chat, uh, check mm-hmm. your fantasy football lineup, do whatever you got to do, and then come back in and just go, yes, Trey, you're right. You're brilliant. You're the voice of a generation. And he'll be like, he did hear me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we got a, we got a really fun show. Uh, Trey, Trey's good at talking. He likes doing it. Uh, tonight we're talking about, uh, we got a good show. We're talking about fishing, specifically how ranked choice voting has made politics in Alaska kind of more sane while it's driven Republicans insane uh, because it made salmon fishing the most salient issue in a congressional election, and it's because fishing hits for people in Alaska. Uh, we're also talking about how Do- Dr. Oz continues to fuck up and fuck around, and uh, how Brett Favre is caught up in one of the dumbest political scandals I've ever, ever heard of, and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, before we get It's going to break show, my heart. It's going to break my yeah. heart. I know it's one of your favorites. Also, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase's wrapped up in this. Well, so I, I have cool. a story about him, actually. I can't wait to share it. Okay, we'll do that. We'll take, can't wait to get there, then. Uh, before we get to the show, a uh, brief update on recurring character, the tra- one of Trey's favorites, because he's a proof of nominative, ter- nominative determinism, Cooey Griffin, our favorite coup-doer, who's a, uh, got himself... Wait, uh, wait, wait, what? His name is Cooey Griffin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the head of Cowboys for Trump in New Mexico. He's also... Uh, <laughs> County Commissioner in Otero County. Uh, We talked about him recently because he refused to certify the results of a Democrat of a primary election because they used. (laughs) And he just got removed from office today by a judge who uh, basically said he officially ruled the January 6th was an uh, insurrection, which no one has done legally before. And because the clause in the 13th Amendment, I believe, uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, sorry, says if you try to overthrow the government, you can't hold office. So that's good call. Yeah. (laughs) He just got out of jail. He he served his time for January 6th. But when I was looking into this, something I I missed, um, in early 2021, he's a former street preacher, by the way, which I didn't know, which I don't know how you have a street preacher in New Mexico. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but he uh, he was banned from entering the Mescalero Apache Reservation because <laughs> the Apaches said him storming the Capitol didn't hit for him, so he's already banned from half his jurisdiction. <laughs> so that made Dude, me laugh. To be a street preacher, like I've seen so many absolute god awful dipshit preachers who like have a really nice building and stuff that they figured out. So if you are relegated to only doing it on the street level, I mean that's pretty rough stuff. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard to find four walls to preach in and a place with real estate is, uh, as affordable as uh, New Mexico. Uh, but so yeah, cooey, bye cooey, fuck off, go away. Uh, just bye, like buddy. I agree with you, I agree with the Apaches. You're not welcome at my house either. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Trey, so Corey, oh, uh, we're supposed to shout out Nancy Fraser sent us that cooey Griffin story. She's a long time student. Oh, thank, thank you, Nancy. You. I know Nancy. Yeah, um, I've been fascinated for a while, Corey, by. Uh, billionaires doom, doomsday prepping you know how they're all building like underground the, these like the panic rooms and stuff well we're talking about full-on underground bunkers with like bowling alleys and swimming pools because they're yeah 
they're their favorite places to do this are New Zealand, and I think maybe Alaska is a close second now because they can't figure out whether they want to be on an island where the poorest can't swim to or a place. Okay, you're, you're yeah. saying rich dudes from America buy a place in New Zealand, or are you saying that this is an epidemic amongst the rich of New Zealand? No, we're talking American tech billionaires mostly. Uh huh. Who have destroyed society in their heads and are like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the pores, yeah. or the pores are gonna pores or climate change or a biological attack is gonna kill me. And I don't wanna die because I'm a billionaire and my life hits. So I gotta get out of here, right? I'm not against panic rooms and like doomsday prepping in the sense of like every time I ever hear about one of these dudes' rooms that they build, I'm like, that would be sweet. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't want to build it for paranoid reasons, but I've, you know, I've mm-hmm. been to the Biltmore. I could get with having a bowling alley in my house, but like not because I think that, you know, Robert Kennedy's coming back to life or something and is going to like mm-hmm. take all the Mexicans and storm the Capitol again, whatever their newest thing is. That would just hit for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I've always wondered though, like, so you take your private jet to New Zealand, right? What's the next step in your plan? It's got to be to execute your jet pilot, right? Because you're not going to, like, feed your jet pilot. You can't have that working class guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who built the Batcave. You know what I mean? Like, Bruce Mm -hmm. Wayne had to kill some some migrant workers. Like, Mm -hmm. otherwise, there's people that know he's Batman. Yeah. Oh, so we got this. this, uh, So during the Cold War, the government built this. In my my hometown. I can blank the name of it right now. They said it was for communication. Uh, like a, in the event of a nuclear war, but so all the rednecks they had built this underground concrete bunkers. They the FBI made them sign in, like swore into secrecy and sign NDAs. But these guys, they, no one kept this fucking secret. Anyway, yeah, of course. <laughs> the government abandoned it a few years ago, and now some guy just lives there. He bought it. He lives in these underground bunkers. But so, but anyway, so the, the jet pilot question, because like that's gonna be an awkward ride, because the jet pilot knows you got to kill him as soon as you land. Right? Of course. So he's got to figure out how to put autopilot on and kill you while you're in midair so he right. can take over your compound. So I thought maybe I'm just being paranoid, but even more paranoid than these guys are, except I read this article this week. Apparently, the billionaires have been game planning this scenario. Really? They're, they're, I read this, <laughs> like what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> yeah. So I read this interview with this guy who's like like a futurist who does like TED Talks. And these billionaires uh, paid him to come talk to them. And basically, we wanted to ask him questions about how to solve this. Uh, and this guy, so this the CEO of a brokerage house explained that he had com- nearly completed building his own underground bunker system and asked, quote, how do I maintain authority over my security force after the event? Now, the event is like whatever <laughs> in society. The apocalypse, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much all they wanted to talk about because they said they knew the armed guards would be required to protect their compounds from raiders as well as angry mobs. One already secured a dozen Navy SEALs to make uh, make their way to his compound if he gave them the right cue. But how would he pay the guards once his crypto was worthless? Oh what would God. stop the guards from eventually choosing their own leader? Good question. Yeah, the the great question. Considered, considered using special combination locks in the food supply that only they knew, or making guards wear disciplinary collars of some kind of return for their own survival. <laughs> like a dog? Like a shot <laughs> collar? Maybe oh seals were exploding. God. A dog collar is explode if you don't follow the billionaire's commands. <laughs> and the guy was like, so the guy... He was like, he tried to make the same pro-social arguments about how to handle the Navy SEALs would also stop the destruction of society and stuff. Like, you should be nice to them now on the front end. You should make friends with the Navy SEALs. You should, <laughs> you, should you should be civil to them and pay them well. And they're like, no, that sounds like some hippie bullshit. I've got to figure yeah, out what yeah. dog thing. It's also, uh, too, if, if you took this guy and you hear this whole plan and you're like, okay, 
Yes. Or all of y'all that can afford to do this could get together and put your massive opulent amount of wealth to mm-hmm. stopping climate change and they would be like that sounds way too complicated mm-hmm. we can't do that yeah give me exploding dog collars <laughs> mark mark but, before we oh do you have more on this yeah just one last thing so Please. um so the interview one guy actually thought one of these billionaires actually thought through he formed a compound where he's teaching people actual survival skills like you could you're in charge of farming you learn first aid you you learn how to you learn how to fix the windmill or whatever, right? But he also was worried about pores coming to take his shit. Of course. And he said, honestly, I'm less concerned about gangs with guns than the woman at the end of the driveway holding a baby and asking for food. <laughs> he paused and sighed, I don't want to be in that moral dilemma. You fucks just pay your taxes, build a school and a hospital, and stop climate change, yeah. and this won't happen. <laughs> yes, yes, a, a true yeah. uh, passenger train moral dilemma that one is. Jesus. Yeah. Mark. All right, so go ahead. You, yeah. you know, you got, you, you Corey know. does a bit. Corey does a about stuff in the news, and I I don't know what's coming. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know anything. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. Yet y'all continue to have me on this show where I think the gimmick is that y'all know everything. Uh, or at least that's what it seems like. That's the way I just yeah. I just go by how Trey acts all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what's going on, so I always like to have three questions that uh, you can fill me in on. I would like to begin with this one. Uh, they are in order of what I think is the most pressing. Um, is Mad Dog Mattis still alive? Uh, yes, he's still alive. Uh, I think after Trump, <laughs> Matt, nice work, Matt. Uh, nice. After after he left uh, the Trump administration, he uh, went to he resumed his board seat on a defense contractor and wrote a book about how he's a big hero. Yeah. I would not mind reading that book because I have to assume that he buries Trump a lot in it on account of like maybe. I mean, he like he was Trump's when he, this dude came out. It, it was like, oh my god. I mean. Say what you will, but Trump Trump knows how to pick them to appeal to the base. I mean, this guy's name is Mad Dog Mattis. He's mm-hmm. like a he's a Civil War veteran or whatever it was that he was in. And then uh, that was my first clue that maybe Trump wasn't a good president was when that guy was like, you know what, I'm out of here. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, he was a yeah he's a big Marine Corps hero, still revered by them. He also has one of the coolest. Uh, I'm going to call it, I think he says it all the time, so it's kind of like a, sl- a slogan or a t- or catchphrase. It's like, be polite, be professional, have a plan to kill everyone you meet. Yeah. <laughs> I got rules. Come on. <laughs> right. I'm glad he's still alive. I'm going to read that yeah. book. I hope he writes another one. All right. Um, what does a whip do? Like a, like a majority whip in Congress? Yeah. I think I know, but I'm not 100% sure. There's a lot of things that I think I know, and then I'll bring it up to you, and you're like, Corey, you didn't know even a little bit. Uh, and so I'll just they, wonder, uh, what is a whip? They're like, a, like a, in a legislative sense, a muscle for the, for the oh. leaders. They go, they go around and count votes and try to urge people to vote with the majority to be like, you, you, uh, you, you give us this or we'll punish you or we'll hold, withhold funds or we'll, uh, we'll, we'll support your bill when it comes up, that kind of thing. So they count votes. For, in, a, in a bipartisan way or does like both sides have a whip? Both sides have their own whip. So it'd be like, yeah. so it'd be like Nancy Pelosi's whip would go around and be like, you better vote with fucking Nancy or we're going to like, we'll make your life miserable. That kind of do you know, do you know who the, who like our whip is? Does anybody not, know? Or is it like, a, okay, right on. Uh, Last, certainly not least, 
matter of fact, the thing that I'm the most curious about, Ukraine? <laughs> I, uh, yes, it's last It's not getting a lot of coverage right now. Yeah. And it, I feel like it was the hot new, it was like COVID 2.0. Like we were hearing all about it. This Zelensky guy, he's mm. crazy. He's funny. He's sexy. He's nice. He's the anti-Putin. I hadn't heard much about the Ukraine, Mark. Uh, excuse me. I haven't heard much about Ukraine, Mark. Yeah. And I Don't need to know. Ukraine. I know. I didn't mean to. I need to know is that because things are going well or is that because ugh. things are going slowly so they're kind of at a, mm-hmm. like that uh, ukraine's pushed russia back to the uh, all the way to the eastern front which the the two russian has basically been happening for, since 2014 and uh they're kind of settling into like not trench warfare because it doesn't exist anymore but just exchanging artillery on the front lines but Russia occupied a nuclear facility, which is a nightmare scenario for a lot of people because, you know, you, Chernobyl was yeah, right, in Ukraine. I, yeah. uh, and, uh, but nothing nothing nuclear has happened yet. And uh, But you should not be doing fighting in and around a nuclear, fa- uh, a nuclear facility, so that's bad. Uh, but uh, basically, Ukraine's feeling pressure to mount an offensive to keep Western enthusiasm and attention, and it might do it too soon, which could be a fuck-up. They are pushing back and having success. And, uh, uh, you know, they have Russia keeps getting smacked in areas they didn't know Ukraine could reach, which is kind of funny. Uh, Hilarious. Keep giving them, yeah. Russia, Russia's also, had, like, run out of munitions, is trying to buy some from North Korea. So when you're buying Ooh. weapons from North Korea, they, they, your shit's not going well. Yeah, well, because yeah. I, like, I remember, like, three or four months ago, you had sent me, like, a couple texts or tweets or videos on Reddit or whatever of, like, these Russian some bitches having to like Fred Flintstone their tanks because they ran out mm-hmm. of gas and stuff. And I was like, yeah. well, I mean, surely this will be over soon if they're Fred Flintstone and their tanks, but apparently still going on, huh? Well, yeah, they've also, Russian troops have stopped getting paid and they've started killing a few of their commanding officers. So uh, morale is not high in the Russian military. <laughs> yeah, they should have had uh, shot collars on, Mark. Yeah, exploding dog collars. Uh, yeah. that, that is, that's, that's your three questions, right? Yeah, that's it, buddy. That's uh, all I needed to know. All right. So a couple quick plugs. Uh, Trey is not on the show tonight because he's on, back on the road. It's Trey's tour dates are, Matt, Matt you don't need to fill the graphic up, but go check them out. because you, you go, You're going back out with Trey. There we go. There's just Trey's tour dates. Yeah, dates, all the I ones believe. in red. All the mm-hmm. ones in red, I'll be with him. But other than that, I am currently not on the road. But go see my boy, TreyCrowder.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been, uh, we're, as always, and let's plug our Patreon. We've been doing a couple extra episodes of SKUs a month on the Patreon. So if you want to do that, go to Trace Patreon and sign up for the SKUs tier or search Weekly SKUs. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but if you go to weeklyskews.com slash more, you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, all right. We did, last week, we talked about Joe Biden's big fascism speech and the latest developments in uh, Trump's uh, legal bullshit. All right. So let's get on with the show. Uh, Matt, graphic, please, for the Daily Dumbass. Our dumbass, daily dumbass winner this week is anyone who doesn't get horny for their good smelling cousin. I'll let Dr. Oz take it. <laughs> oh, we got technical. There we go. <laughs> this one, I stopped smashing my cousin. Show. We hooked up at a young age, and now in our 20s, she still wants it. No matter how much I want to stop, I always give it to her. Help me. Now, what well, advice would you give that person? Uh, if you're uh, more than a first cousin away, it's not a big problem. 
Okay, so second cousin. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Because I knew that. Yeah. How did you know that? Because you I'm smashed from the it. country. Just for, Third yeah, cousin. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Because oh, no, they say first cousin, you coming. might end up with a kid with like Down syndrome or something. Well, it's not. It's not that. You. You. Uh, you so every family has genetic strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. and so the reason we naturally crave people who are not so like us is because mm -hmm. you just have to mix the gene pool up a little bit, so that if I have one gene for, let's say, hemophilia, which is a classic example where you bleed a lot mm -hmm. if you cut yourself. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to marry a cousin who has the same hemophilia gene because the chance of our child having both those genes is much higher. Okay. But for you know, for the vast majority of problems, that you know, it's not an issue. But you know, that's why children, girls, don't like their father's smell. Their All hormones right. will actually repel their daughters because they're really? not supposed to be together. Right. And so All our right. daughter oh, will always. My daughter hates. <laughs> I've done some independent research that would suggest the complete opposite of girls not wanting to be with their father, but that's just maybe me and my little corner of the earth, where, by the way, this same corner of the earth, I happen to agree with Dr. Oz on the, if it's not your first cousin, I mean, who gives a shit? I'm not saying marry him, first off. I'm definitely not saying marry him. I'm just saying we've all, now granted... The cousin that I made out with was my first cousin, but we were in middle school, which I maintain is a little bit different. And the one that I hooked up with, we were cousins by marriage. And not only that, she didn't tell me until immediately afterwards, which was a weird time to be like, by the way, did you know that I'm dead for cousins? And so, again, I'm like the first part of what Dr. Oz was saying, I'm for. I don't know about all this other stuff where it gets into the doctor talk. I used to write on a show where I had a coworker who was from uh, his family is from Syria. He was a Muslim, and he thought that the prohibition against cousin fucking was like Western imperialism. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to dive into this any deeper. But so, but I do have a question for you, Corey. Is the only reason you don't want to fuck your mom because she doesn't smell good to you? Uh, no, there's a, at least a couple more <laughs> that I can think of. There's like a several, and for the record, my mama do smell good. Like my mama's one of the best smelling ladies in the world. We're a very clean family, uh, but mm. no, I could think of at least off the top of my head, five to six other reasons that I don't want to fuck my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So that was dug up from a Dr. Oz's old radio show. I uh, came out, resurfaced this week. Oh, that's uh, not, that's not new. No, no, no. He's just, he's just, that's back when he was just a TV doctor. Just want to talk about cousin fucking. So <laughs> I want to talk about Dr. Oz because he's getting gross. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand why these guys become, once their losses become, uh, more and more assured, they get more and more gross and mean because, like, if you're going to go down, definitely. It's a Hail Mary. Yeah, but, like, you're down four touchdowns with a minute to go. <laughs> oh, is he, is he, is he losing? I didn't know that. Last poll I saw, he's down by 16 points. Okay, because uh, I got to tell you, like, of course, that, like, when you say Dr. Oz is losing, of course, that makes sense to the rational part of my brain. But, like, mm -hmm. as you know, like, it literally nothing surprises me anymore. So, like, I just assumed, like, man, here's a guy who Oprah put over when that meant something, buddy. And I was like, mm -hmm. I just figured this guy might could walk in. It is weird when you write when when, the, when America's postmortem is written. Like probably no one is more responsible for its demise than Oprah Winfrey, but we never talk yes. about it. That way. It's Between crazy. The secret mainstream mainlining anti-vax stuff and Doctor Oz and Doctor Phil. It's like it's it's fucking insane. But so Oz, one of Oz's lines of attack recently has been slamming um, Fetterman for having quote convicted murderers on his payroll. Uh, this it pisses me off for a lot of reasons. One, 
But there's a huge caveat here. What basically these guys were wrongfully convicted to spend 28 years in prison. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> his Dr. Oz, he did a Twitter thread trying to capitalize on this shit. Um, Wait, hold on. Guys, Explain the situation to me like I didn't know it at all before and I'm a dumb dumb. All right, so these two brothers, um, I'm blanking on their names right now. Oh, Lee and Dennis Horton, sorry. Um, they were, it was Memorial Day 1993, and they were going to pick up some beers, as you do on Memorial Day in America. And yeah. they saw their buddy, and they offered him a ride to go get some beers. And then the cops surrounded this car, and apparently the guy they were giving a ride to had just committed an armed robbery where he killed the guy. They didn't know that, or they say they didn't know that. Either way, offering a guy a ride afterwards wouldn't seem to be a thing you get a life in prison for unless you were driving yeah. him to and from the murder, right? right, right Not just right. going to pick up some beers. Uh, they went to prison. They spent 28 years there for giving a guy a ride to the beer store. Um, John Fetterman, uh, who's, of course, the guy Dr. Oz is running against, uh, and his role as lieutenant governor, sat on, like, a parole board, and he advocated for their release because while they're in prison, they got they got jobs, like, volunteer jobs as some like the prison equivalent of a social worker and worked to resolve violent disputes. They helped a lot of people out. And once they got out, they basically started a nonprofit where they helped try to end Philly's gun violence problem. These are like model inmate citizens. Right. This is what you want. So Fetterman, right. in his defense, is not hasn't panic fired them. Is like fuck you. This is dumb racist right. bullshit, and you're fear mongering about two really nice guys. Um, and I just they just all this really fucking grossed me out. He also went after Oz. Uh, I'm about to queue up this video, Matt. Well, um, I like this Fetterman guy now. Yeah, he, he fucking, he's not without his flaws, but he's also not a cowering sack of shit. And uh, <laughs> he, he also, like, he, he had a stroke recently. He was off the campaign trail for having a stroke during which uh, Dr. Oz's campaign account started making fun of Fetterman for deserving his stroke for being fat. And so uh, Fetterman uh, gave this interview recently where he talked about all this. I think he pretty much nailed it, so I'm going to let him sum it up. funny to mock your recovery. How do you convince voters you can do this job? Uh, first, first, their approach, I, I always just would say, desperation is the worst cologne. And they understand that Dr. Oz's campaign is in shambles. Whether you look at the polls, you look at the fundraising, you know, they've just figured out that, you know, let's uh, appeal to folks that get their jollies, you know, you know, uh, making fun of the stroke dude. Uh, and, and again, yeah. If that's your story, you cut it back. You got to. But he, <laughs> yeah, that's he really that's a uh, pretty perfect. And I like that. That's a great approach. And uh, but that's the guy he's calling fat. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight recently. He used to be a lot bigger, but yeah, but he's he's basically because you know Dr. Oz had that weird flap where he went to the store to pick up a crudite tray and was complaining about yeah. how expensive it is. So Fetterman's campaign was making fun of Oz for being an out of touch guy who like goes to the store and gets gets avocados for his crudite tray. And he was yeah. like, "Well, if Fetterman had, had ever ate a vegetable, maybe he wouldn't have had a stroke." That was basically what they said. Eh, uh, yeah, it's not a bad joke, but but uh, but also like. Oz got you get roasted for it because you know this is America where a lot of us are bigger people. Yeah, of <laughs> right. You can't be doing that, dude. Strokes and uh, Dr. Oz was like, uh, "Well, uh, 
I actually didn't have anything to do with that. A campaign is a big operation, and I don't like it, they, 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 his campaign is like twelve dollars left. There's like four people left working for it. It's like <laughs> fucking. What are you talking about? If you if you didn't post the tweet, you can turn to your left and right and see exactly who did it. So I, I don't understand. So is um, he just going to go straight back from the campaign trail to his? Was he on TV before the campaign, or was he doing like a YouTube show or something? I think he still on his TV show until recently. I don't know. I had a friend who used to work for it. Says Dr. Oz is a huge asshole, independent politics. Really? So, uh, yeah. I, I, just, I, I don't see it, you know? I don't <laughs> see it. Uh, so Trump had a rally for Oz over the weekend uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, did his normal Trump shit. Not, nothing much to talk about, except for one of the guest speakers was a woman named Cynthia Hughes, who runs a support group for January Sixers. Uh, she told the story <laughs> of her... Poor little nephew, Tim Cusinelli, who's a convicted Capitol rioter. He's their poster child for January 6th. The poor sweet boy who just is was he, passionate is, about government. Is and he the boy I'll, that was in the in the prison hold cell? On. Okay. I, I, hold on. I'm doing a bit here. Okay, here's it. Oh, so here, this, is, this is their poster child for uh, for January 6th. This is the poor sweet guy who's caught up and being persecuted by the government. I want you to picture this guy, this mascot for being wrongfully accused and convicted. What do you think he looks like? Oh my God. <laughs> That was a full mustache and doing Nazi salutes. So yeah, got the Michael Uh, Jordan mustache. You you don't see it a lot. You don't see it a lot anymore. Yeah, he's just a fan of those Michael Jordan Haynes commercials. That's it. Just and silent films. That's all it is. He's a big basketball and silent film guy. So am I. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, it's the hair too. Jesus God, man, like. Uh-huh. It's so funny too that that people really do look at that right there and they go, uh-huh. "That is the model of supremacy. That right uh-huh. there is what we're striving for." And like Pedro Pascal is a mud blood, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, Hitler was like five three and pudgy and couldn't do a single pull up. Fuck that. How, yeah. what, what, what sense is he the superior race? Um, so it's not just Oz. Uh, I wanted to talk about this lady real quick. A lot of Trump's candidates are crashing and burning. Um, some of them literally. Here's a quote from uh, Christina Caramo, um, per her ex-husband, after he told her he wanted a divorce while they were driving their car. Fuck it. I'll kill us all while she tried to swerve the car off the road. <laughs> um, um, the, this is like a metaphor for American democracy, right? This is essentially yeah, right. what's happening. <laughs> if I'm going like, down, we're all going down. God damn it. Yeah, uh, we've talked about her before, but in case you've forgotten, Caramo, uh, she's endorsed by Trump. She's an election denier and conspiracy theorist. Uh, she spoke at a QAnon conference last year. She's called abortion, Democrat child sacrifice to the devil and satanic practice. She believes. What are we getting out of it then? Why isn't the devil doing anything for us? <laughs> Help us out, devil. Come on, devil. She also thinks that premarital sex leads to demonic possession because, like, once you let a strange dick in you, like, the demon comes out the guy's dick and possesses you or something. I don't know. It doesn't really She matter. think that's what twerking is? Like, that's a <laughs> demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he says about they were driving their car and their kids were in the – their daughters who were then uh, – who were, like, 11 in the back seat. She tried to crash the car off a, off a bridge and kill, kill them all. Uh, this from the legal probably mainly made me laugh because it's written in this like legalistic doctrine where, doc- where the, the father's trying to be as nice as possible. Is importantly, father does not raise this issue to denigrate mother, only to make the point that he has always been morally upstanding as it relates to his relationship with his daughters, whereas his mother has literally sought to take their lives on previous occasions. I'm not saying she's a bad woman. <laughs> I'm just saying she's trying to burn her own fucking... <laughs> We've all had a bad day. <laughs> Could happen to anybody. You know... Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Take the trash yeah. out, fellas. I'm telling you. Yeah. Anyway, so if you live in Michigan or Pennsylvania, don't vote for one of those people, please, because uh, we're all going to die. Uh, our next uh, honorable mention, Daily Dumbass, uh, dumb is other 14-year-old New Yorkers from not wanting to return to the gold standard. What am I talking about? Bill Barr. I'll talk you back to his childhood. So he, he came after you, of course, uh, for saying what you said the other day. They were jerking around, called you a rhino. All kinds yeah. of that. Do you care about any of that? No, I mean, I heard that. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> you got you know. used to it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, you have to remember, you know, a, a rhino for him is anyone who disagrees with him that the election was stolen. Right. That's a rhino. Now, you know, as someone who handed out Barry Goldwater literature when I was 14 years old on the Upper West Side, it's a little silly. You don't for think you're Republican. <laughs> These are the weirdest <laughs> fucking people on the planet. <laughs> These are the weirdest people. Barry Goldwater ran for president as a Republican in 1964 on pretty much an insane segregationist John Bircher platform. We should get rid of the Federal Reserve and return to the gold standard. And 14-year-old Bill Burr, Bill Barr was like, this is how I get girls. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, those rhinos, man, like, you, like, there's part of me that does have a little sympathy for them a little bit because, like, everyone hates them. Like ever, like like that. Their side is like, no, fuck you. And like, you'd think that they're looking at us, just being like, see, they don't like us, so it's like the enemy of my enemy, right? And we're just like, no, you stupid Goldwater bitch, going with your stuff. You know what I mean? And he always, he's right. The only sense in which he's a rhino is that he disagrees the election was stolen. He disagrees the election was stolen because he was the attorney general at the time, and he thoroughly investigated it because he wanted to make sure, wanted to see if it was true, so they could right. overthrow the election. So like there's no like he is absolutely a psycho. He just wanted to acknowledge reality at a, at a very late stage. But it's worth knowledge. Bill Barr was already uh, attorney general under I forget which president which which Bush. president, but and maybe the first Bush I forget. But yeah. he had already had his run. He was retired working for a lawyer firm making millions of dollars. He only reemerged in the public sphere because he wrote an op ed saying that Trump was being persecuted by Robert Mueller. That's how he got the job of his attorney general. So, like, he's he's absolutely psycho, but he's all over. he was all over Fox News today basically calling. Um, so yesterday, this Trump judge in Florida, when I say Trump judge, she was, she was Appointed. Nominated, nominated, confirmed by President Trump after he lost the election in a rush job to Southern District <laughs> of Florida. So she could do this. And yeah. so she ruled yesterday that the FBI documents that belong to the American government need to have a special master to make sure Donald Trump isn't legally entitled to own America. Um, and what? Bill Barr over Fox News yesterday today saying this this ruling is absolute horseshit. This is a crock of shit. This is stupid. It doesn't even do anything. By the way, I, just got, I got a news alert right. We decided to start uh, start the show that uh, the FBI says some of the docs they took from the, the Trump had a moral nuclear secrets. Oh, so good. Yeah. So. Uh, they are the safest with him, though, like as long as he doesn't give them to somebody else, because it's not like he can do anything with the information. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he knows what's going on on that piece of paper. By the way, I'm sure that y'all talked about it on last week's excuse, but how funny was it that the thing Trump was mad about the most, it seemed like, was that they inferred that he was a messy person <laughs> like yeah. when they had all the papers out on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I saw so many of the people on their side that were like, yeah, just so you know, Donald Trump would never just have stuff laid across on the floor. And it's like, they've got to get it all in the picture, you dumb fuck. But that was killing me, dude. That uh, It's been quite the saga. Yeah. yeah. So Donald Trump's, the important takeaways here, Donald Trump's team of lawyers uh, turned in absolute dog horse shit. She took the holiday weekend 
making their arguments better, which judge isn't necessarily ever going to do for anybody else. And they're arriving at the conclusion they wanted, even though they didn't even really ask for it because they followed such shitty lawyering. Anyway, so there's a piece I read today. It's basically like, this is what their next 30 years look like if we don't do something about the courts. Because these morons are going to be there forever. This woman's like in her 30s. She's yeah, I was about to say, we're just at the beginning of a lot of this because we all know that like politicians, like if you look at all the people that are in power right now, a lot of them, like their first campaign was like for Nixon. You know what I mean? Like you, there's p- pictures of Pelosi. Like, I mean, she was, you know, a, a younger person, but like standing there next to Robert Kennedy as a young woman wanting to get into politics for the love of God. So like everything that we're dealing with now, it's only going to get worse and they're going to get better at being worse, if that makes sense. When Diane Feinstein was mayor of San Francisco, she flew the Confederate flag over San Francisco City Hall. <laughs> That's how long she's been in politics. Is the Confederate flag for hit for the residents of San Francisco. <laughs> that, that, what, what even was the point of that? She wanted she wanted to seem like a centrist who'd be popular in the South. She could get the nomination for the uh, vice president. It doesn't fucking matter. Go shoot um, a deer, you dumbass. <laughs> like, yes. So anyway, the point is, like, there are things that Congress used to be able to do that are utterly routine. Like, the federal courts are understaffed. Like, if you, if you Trump got a hearing over the weekend. But if you and I filed a federal lawsuit, we might not get to court for, like, four fucking years because there aren't right. enough judges. You right. could solve two problems. You could dilute this woman's influence by adding, giving her 10 new colleagues and also make the system function. Or you can sit here and do nothing, and this is what's going to happen. Anyway, so I, I want to get bet, to our, Hey, can I make a guess as to which one mm-hmm. they're going to do? Um, do nothing. That's going to be their instinct. Hopefully, like, you know that old <laughs> Winston Churchill quote where you can always count America do the right thing after, the exa- after they've exhausted all other options? Yeah. That feels like the Democratic Party to me. Maybe they eventually figure out, well, I guess we got to fucking, no one else is going to do it. Yeah, we have yeah. a job, so we'll do it. Yeah. Um, so our last Daily Dumbass, so I'm really excited to talk about this one. We pre-teased this at the beginning of the show. Uh, our last Daily Dumbass is the New Orleans Saints for not upping those bounty gate bounties. That's right. <laughs> Brett Favre, who was famously the victim of those bounty gate bounties when the, uh, when the Saints players were offered uh, you know, uh, bribes to try to injure him and some other uh, 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 Minnesota Vikings players, is caught up in a scandal where he got paid out of the state's welfare funds to make speeches he he made the speeches, uh, Mississippi's idea to fight poverty is to have Brett Favre give speeches to poor people where he tells them to play through the whistle. It's just Can't so hurt. fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking funny to me. They said the state auditor says $70 million in federal funds went to Favre, a volleyball complex, and a former pro wrestler in a scandal at the Rocky, Mississippi. Um, for context, Brett Favre made $140 million just in NFL money. And if you've seen his Wrangler gene ads, you know he made more endorsements. Uh, but it didn't stop the state of Mississippi from paying him $1.1 million to make motivational speeches, again, that he never gave. Um, and so, but, so Brett Favre also, he tried to get other funding for like The, the funding went for a volleyball complex was $5 million to, univer- to Mississippi's uh, university's volleyball uh, uh, program because Brett Favre's daughter plays there. All At right. Ole Miss? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also got a $3 million grant for a drug company he was a shareholder in. That The drug apparently – it's apparently a drug that hasn't been approved the FDA, but Brett Favre claims it fights concussions. It's like, <laughs> remember how Tom Brady said he had special water that, cure, that, that prevents concussions? Yeah. Brett Favre so, got that in pill form. I mean, to defend Brett Favre a little bit – 
almost all of the things that we're saying that he's doing sound as if they're being done by a man who's been kicked in the head a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is, like, that is a fair maybe, maybe when you brought up the whole bounty gate thing, you've actually solved this. It's that had Sean Payton and those assholes not further scrambled the barely brain that this son of a bitch already have. I mean, this I mean, then maybe he's not doing any of this because that's the only way, Mark. The only way that I can sleep at night with my childhood hero who I've said many times and my wife fought me on this. Um, we're trying to have a child and I told her, she asked me what I wanted to name our child. And I said, if it's a boy, I want to name it McNair, uh, first name and only one name, not Mc, not McNair Forster, just McNair. Of course, after, uh, Steve McNair, the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, uh, rest in peace. Uh, he was murdered by a Dave and Buster's, uh, waitress, and I told her that if we had a daughter, I wanted that daughter to be named Brett Favre Jr., and I meant that, <laughs> and Brett Favre was one of my heroes as a kid, uh, a Brett Favre jersey was one of the first jerseys I ever had, and then I found out later in my life that this guy takes pills and pulls his dick out. I knew he was my man for some reason. I fucking love this guy. So when I saw him golfing with Trump and then I heard him taking, uh, allocating funds from Mississippi's social welfare programs, the only thing that makes sense to me, Mark, is that he got hit in the head one too many times. Well... It's funny that you raise this as a hypothesis because there's another guy got, uh, caught up in this scandal who also famously got hit in the head bunch. Uh, turns out that like $3 million of this funds went to uh, former pro wrestler Ted DiBiase. Yeah. This is what makes this my – like he rented some sort of charity that gives speeches to poor people, like, like a Christian charity. And their their yearly budget before this is about two hundred grand, And the state of Mississippi gave them $3 million. Now, this is why this is my favorite – State of Mississippi took funds that was supposed to go to help poor people. This is what makes it the, the most perfect Republican scandal of all time. Money was supposed to get poor people and gave it to a guy whose wrestling gimmick was literally the million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if a lot of y'all don't know the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, huge heel back in the 70s, 80s, early 90s. He used to, one of his things that he would do uh, was he would tell a kid uh, that if he could like dribble a basketball four or five times, he'd give him a hundred dollars, and then the kid would come up the ring and he would get on the third bounce, and Ted would just kick the basketball into the into the crowd, and, and of course that was all a gimmick. Uh, but turns out he's a real life heel and dickhead. Basically, it's funny because Trump saw the million dollar man and was like, "That's my gimmick. I'm gonna do that now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. With Ted, right, though, here's, so, here's the thing. I knew I knew as soon as he – I remember when I, everybody told me, like, Ted DiBiase is going to go be a preacher. And I was like, well, I know exactly what's going on because there's only uh, two types of people that I know, the entertainers that I follow, that end up becoming preachers that weren't preachers their whole life. And it is pro wrestlers such as uh, Ted DiBiase – and, uh, 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 oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking on another one. He was in the four horsemen. I'm sorry. And, uh, rappers, rappers often become preachers. And let me tell you 
that when they don't become preachers, they don't become preachers when they've got a number one hit on the radio. You know what I'm saying? They don't become preachers when they're still on top of the card at WrestleMania. They start turning into rappers when all of a sudden they run out of, or preachers, when they run out of money, it's like, you know what? I feel like the Lord is calling me to do something, which means it's completely disingenuous. Uh, Ted DiBiase one time was a freaking dickhead to me at a wrestling convention when all I was trying to do is help him get some water. I was working his table he was a piece of shit to me. At first, I was kind of happy because I was like, oh my God, I just got healed out by Ted DiBiase. And then I heard all this stuff. He can go fuck himself. Right. I'm glad he was personally mean to you. That's like, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. the It was story. pretty cool. <laughs> uh, the one the one counter example to your rappers, rappers only turn preachers after they fail. But I, your theory does hit for me because it's like, you know what? My business has stopped giving me money. It's now the Lord has called you to give me money. Yeah, yeah. it's all <laughs> it's good. good. Uh, but also Mace, Mace quit yeah. at the height of his fame when he was puffed at his sidekick to go become that's a rapper. That's true. Then, then he, but then he went the other way because his preaching career failed. He tried to come back as a rapper. Yes, so, I remember that go. song. It was they they remixed the Welcome Back Cotter uh theme song for Welcome Back for Mace, and I loved that song. And then, but that was the last we ever heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go listen to that. We get off now. Uh, oh, it's right. So on our main topic, uh, I wanted to tell this happened a, a week or two ago, but uh, we haven't got a chance to talk to it yet. It's a slow news day after Memorial Day weekend, so it'd be fun to talk about how ranked choice voting uh, screwed up Alaska's politics because Sarah Palin lost. And I am so happy about that. Uh, the new representative for uh, the state of Alaska is going to be a Democrat by the name of Mary Peltola, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about Sarah Palin. Damn, bro. She got beat by a woman, too. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit. So I want to watch this. No video. offense, women. I know how that may have come out, but like genuinely, like that's amazing. Alaska is a, uh, a fun state. Uh, Alaska, Corey, you've been there. I've never been to Alaska. It is uh, one of two states that I have not been to. It's a beautiful land of criminals and weirdos. I love it, and and they also uh take more federal money than any other state per capita i think and they also instead of paying a state income tax the government sends you money from oil revenues at the end of the year so it's a weird it's a weird and wonderful Damn. place but i want to watch this uh, video of sarah palin eating shit because it's really fun let's watch it this is her funny actually lost when it comes down to second and third place votes that's gonna uh decide who's who's, who's gonna win i mean really alaskans want joe biden and nancy pelosi <laughs> so what she's mad about is they, this is the first election where they tried ranked choice voting. And Can you tell me what that is? Because I don't know. It's very simple. If there are four people on the ballot, there were three this time, I think. You go to the polls and you write who you want, who your favorite you want to win is, who your second favorite is, and who your last choice is. That's it. Okay. It's okay. How it, it's America, weird. Trade out talked about this in an episode a couple weeks ago, but it's weird how, Ameri- how broken America's brains are by like two party electoral politics and electoral right. college. Right choice voting is how you make every other decision in your life. Yeah, that's true. Trey, what do you want to get to dinner tonight? Uh, uh, Corey, what do you want to get for dinner tonight? I want to get Chinese. And I go, well, I had Chinese for lunch. And you go, well, my second choice would be pizza. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. It's, it, it is like, it, it is utterly simple. And it's a, but, but Republicans are acting like it's very confusing because they lost, even though they would have lost in the first round. Well, Paltola, go ahead. May, I only, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I need to let you know why I needed to ask you what ranked choice voting is, is because that's what I thought it was, the thing that uh-huh. you just said that it was. And I thought, well, there's no way it's that simple because everyone's losing their goddamn mind about it. It must be something else. 
they're losing their minds because the Republicans won. And I'm trying to figure out, this was passed through a ballot initiative in 2020. It barely won by like, by like one percentage point. But I, I wish everybody would do this because it, may, it makes politics kind of way more sane. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that part in a second. But like, I was talking about the Republican freakout first because it's pretty funny. Uh, Tom Cotton posted a tweet where he basically was conspiratorial about how this is designed to fuck them. The right choice of voting is a scan to rig elections, <laughs> which is just funny because Alaska is run by Republicans. Right, <laughs> it's right. Not, it's not some bastion of like liberalism where they need to rig, where they, 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 it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, and, right. uh, this, this headline pretty much sums it up. Republicans have only, have only themselves to blame for their Alaskan defeat. Uh, this political writer named Joshua Crashauer argued that ranked choice voting is so inscrutable. Your average voter, they're only fuel the conspiracy theories that have defined elections in recent years. And you rank shit one, two, three. It's yeah, not right, fucking. Right. <laughs> it's how they it's do not, the Olympics. Yeah. It basically, if no candidate, if, if, we, if somebody reaches over 50% on the first ballot, that person wins. Right. If nobody reaches 50%, which is what happened here. The lowest candidates eliminated and their votes are redistributed to whoever the second choice is. And you keep going until okay. that process is over. It's not. It's also not the reason counting the votes took so long because it took like a week or two to get the results. Alaska is a very rural state. So they have a law that says as long as your vote's mailed by election day, it has 10 days to get there because the mail right. is slow in fucking Alaska. Yeah, right. That's just it. It's not hard. And th- this is really fun for me too. The Alaska Elections Division was, was trying to beat back accusations. This is complicated. So they had they did mock elections with fake ballots. They posted concept ballots online with and different groups held different demonstrations on ranked choice voting worked. Somebody put on a drag show and had people come out and, and, and <laughs> run their top three favorite drag queens to demonstrate how ranked choice voting works. And the, the show, the pictures from the show looked really fun. There was a drag king Elvis there. Amazing. Amazing you're, you're work giving, Yeah, you're giving me flashbacks. I used to make out with drag queens at shows all the time. <laughs> I used to have a forum. It was part of the bit. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so here's the numbers for you, by the way. The, uh, Peltola would have won on the first ballot. Um, she she got 40% on the first ballot. Palin got 31%. And Nick Begich, I don't know if that's how you say his name, Begich Begich, got at 28%. Basically what happened here is that Palin and Begich fucking hate each other. Right. So their vote, their voters hate each other. So they wouldn't put the other one second. Or, Hilarious, or they did they did the thing where some people thought it was a scam because Republicans have taught their voters to think it's a scam. So one person is the only one to vote for Begich, right? Begich in all three places, and they don't right? count that. No, it's one of vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, in a lot, of, Sarah Palin's worth mentioning does not hit for a lot of Alaskans because they, I mean, clearly they not. In the Oz Fetterman thing. One of Fetterman's big attack lines is Oz doesn't even go here. He lives in fucking right. New Jersey. And That's so great. Palin quite famously resigned in the Miller gubernatorial term to move to New York and go on Fox News and be divorced. She didn't. She <laughs> left. She got rich and bailed on her people for an easier gig. People don't forget that shit. She sucks. And they know it. <laughs> so Fetterman pulled out a mean girls quote. I, 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 this is me summarizing his campaign stance. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> right on. So you're hitting for me, not him, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me let me <laughs> ask you this, while because this is kind of you just brought up Doctor Oz again. Because I just never, I never know how to feel when I talk to you, and here's why. Usually, you lay it all out to me in a way that I'm like, "Yep, I was right. We're all doomed. We're all screwed." But 
we're sitting here talking about how Trump's campaigning for all these people. He's campaigning for Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz is getting whipped by 16 points. Sarah Palin just got beat by a woman in Alaska. I mean, isn't that a good sign for the possible or the inevitable Trump 2024 to not work out the way that they think it's going to work out? Yes. Yeah, that's sort of, but, the, but the important, this one I want to talk about ranked choice voting because this election was pretty sane and it had the correct result. Because Begich, I don't know much about Begich, but like one of, the, one of his big problems is he's a hardcore Republican, but his family's been in Alaska politics for decades as Democrats. So Republican primary, uh, hardcore Republicans are like, this guy's a fucking undercover Democrat. So like, yeah. anyway. Pat, and, yeah, yeah. and so Trump endorsed Sarah Palin. So that they, it's, it, it's all sort of screwy. But Peltola, let's talk about her for a second here. Anyway, let's talk about, she's not just, um, Sarah Palin just lose to a woman. She lost to an, a native, an indigenous woman, a Native American woman. Even better, baby. Uh, her big campaign issue, Troy, I, 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 Corey, I tease at the top of the show, was fishing. This lady mm-hmm. likes fishing. Hell yeah. I, <laughs> And you wonder, like, what does ranked choice voting have for this? Well, the thing is, if it's a nonpartisan election, which is essentially what ranked choice voting does, then what you want to do is you want to build an actual coalition of people. So you have this native woman who likes fishing. What what binds Alaskans together? You know, subsistence fishing for their food. Right. Or the big factory boats for the guys who need rely on salmon for their living. It's protecting fish and wildlife reserves, right? Yeah, And that's sure. what she ran on. She That's ran a right. very sane campaign about her love of fishing. I want to watch this video because it's from 2017, and it basically it's from five years ago. There's so much this lady loves fishing. She's basically got designed this campaign in 2017. You got this video clip, Matt. You can call it up. Just like think about how sane and normal this lady is, <laughs> and she won an election in Alaska in 2022. It's like something from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, that, I was getting that vibe. Yeah. I think our internet's from Parks and Rec, too. Yeah. I'm Mary Sattler Peltola, and I'm from Bethel. It's along the Cuscoquam River. And I don't really have one story about salmon from growing up. It's just, you know, spending all summer, and the whole summer is revolving around the king run and the chum run and then the red salmon run and the silver salmon run and harvesting salmon and yeah, commercial you get fishing the vibe, as well. Like, she looks like a nice, sane, sweet lady who likes I, I w- fish. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble here. So what we found out is that in this one election is mm-hmm. that Trump can campaign for someone and it not work. Ranked choice voting works, and if you run a campaign that is not just linked, is actually about a goddamn policy that matters to the majority of people, then you can win an election. Because yeah. that makes me want to pull a Brett Favre and whip my dick out right now, buddy. Because that's <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's what, it's what politics is supposed to be. Is I have an right. idea about how to help you, and that person like, has an idea how to help you, and you pick your favorite idea. But they, but but Palin and Begich are running around calling each other undercover communists and huge uh, psychos. Right. And, and she was just rope doping them. She was just yeah. fucking over here. Meanwhile, this lady is just going door to door talking to people about how she likes fish. So, <laughs> so, so right now, this is what's happening. So, like, they're, they're right. The Republican, they're, they're, for the top choice for people, Republicans got 60% of the votes, but they split them 31 28, and, 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 and Peltola got 40. 
But so if one of them drops out, they can probably go back to pivoting to be insane and win in Alaska. But uh-huh. they're not dropping out. The deadline passed today for one of them to drop out. Both of them are going to be on the fucking ballot just because they hate each other so goddamn much. Uh-huh. They hate each other more than they want to see a Republican represent Alaska. And that's why Mary Potola might win in the fall. Because this is just a special election to replace that, that old prank Don Young who died. So Potola's got like a few months left in her term now and a new congressperson. Anyway, and I hope it's Mary Potola. Uh, yeah, me yeah. too now. Yeah. The, the fish lady. Yeah, the fish lady. <laughs> uh, man, Run to, what a good day. Uh, what a good excuse. Running to represent uh, Alaska, which is America's cold Australia. That's how I choose to think. <laughs> yeah, man, we got to go now. Yeah, yeah, I want to go. Let's go. My my grandma used to go every couple of years to a, like a cru- Alaska cruise. In the, a in cruise, the yeah, yeah. Was there gambling on the cruise line? Nah, my my, my nana doesn't wasn't about isn't about the gambling. She just liked the scenery. Uh, I bet it's she, always, she always bring you back a t-shirt with wolves on it. So uh, yeah, Matt, <laughs> if you go ahead and always wolves, always wolves in the Alaska t-shirt. Uh, Mr. Matt, you want to grab some comments? We've got a few minutes before we have to go. Uh, Corey, you want to plug your, plug your, uh, uh oh, stuff? Yeah, absolutely. We mentioned at the top that Trey's touring without me cause I took some time off to do some other things. I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off, uh, next year too, to do some other things. So the thing I'm promoting the most now is, uh, my publication called Corey writes for Uh, that is where I write for you. Uh, I do essays, I do podcasts, I do a special, a little video series, and it's actually about to grow because I'm spending more time at the house. So CoreyWritesForYou.com, there is a, if y'all have any money left over from the SKUs Patreon, there is a $5 tier that gets you bonus things, that gets you things early. For instance, it gets you, uh, me and my sister are doing a game, uh, a house of the dragon review show called little house of the dragon you get those early and ad free over at coreywritesforyou.com for five dollars but also if you can't afford it and would still like it you can just email me at buttercreamcory at gmail.com and i will give it to you for free like a socialist twat uh so coreywritesforyou.com we'd love to have you yeah all about the working man there yeah you're aren't you Corey? <laughs> yeah buddy yeah uh do you want to so while I'm asking for some comments, I want to ask you, and you can answer this in character or not, about the weekend's events. So the Buttercream Dream got hit in the head by a, with a guitar by Jeff Jarrett, famous wrestler. And the fallout from that has been pretty intense. How would you describe it? Um, cataclysmic. Um, it's been rough. And what I'd like to say to everybody watching this right now, because I get, oh, it was staged. Oh, it was fake. First off, In wrestling, we don't use that word. It's called a work. And yes, it was staged, but I'd like to let everybody know it was staged that I was going to take a slap to the face. That was what we agreed to. That was what was agreed for the show. I'm going to take a slap to the face. And then Jeff Jarrett, Double J, the rotten son of a bitch that he is, went into biz for himself and came upside my head with a guitar. That's why you see the look of shock on my face. I was expecting a slap, and here comes one of my childhood heroes with a guitar and smashes it directly over my head, and I can't understand why, because, again, we agreed to the slap. Now, the only thing I can think of is that, oh, I'm not one of the boys. I'm not actually a wrestler. I'm a comedian that's just playing wrestling. I'm going to teach him something. I'm going to give him a potato. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot on him. It's the only thing I can think of. Because it's not what I agreed to. I make my fucking living with my face. I do auditions every day that I don't get. Sure. 
This mustache is blonde because I tried out for Hulk Hogan. This is my goddamn moneymaker. Do you really think that I'm going to agree to a guitar shot in the face? No. No, I will not. Mr. Jarrett, expect litigation or me to drive up to wherever the fuck Tennessee you live in now. And it's going down. I will not forget this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is this where Corey goes? I will see him at the ring next Sunday for the takedown. That's from Anna, Anna L.A. We'll have yeah. to work out the actual dates, but yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you could do a poll of people. Who can't, I can't figure out what the bit is here, whether which part is because like, you've driven the internet. I'm not going to make you break kayfabe, but you've driven the internet insane. It's been fun to watch because people can't figure out what the bit is or what's going on. <laughs> it's been fun to participate. Uh, let me uh, let me let you know that because I've got to. I mean, it's 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 a childhood dream I'm living here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Corey is really, really in reality a huge wrestling fan. So doing that was a big dream. And he, can we talk about the roast? Because I was sad. Yeah, I mean, I did. Like, I, I was supposed to roast Ric Flair a couple weeks ago for his last match, and one day before I tested positive for COVID after not having COVID the entire three and a half years avoiding it. And uh, so I, I didn't get to do that. You know, I was trying to stay safe for everybody. And then I got invited to do a panel um, and I got to hang out with, you know, Mick Foley and, 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 you know, Mankind, for those of you who only know wrestling names. This past weekend is where I agreed to take a slap in the face from Jeff Jarrett, which I thought would more than make up for me you know, not doing the roast. I was like, Hey, this is an actual wrestling angle. And, uh, then he went into business for himself. And again, I've exhausted it. Um, but yeah, that's what happened, man. Folks, I have no idea if he's lying either. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you frozen or are you flustered? Oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah. I just, I don't know what else to say about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was assaulted and everyone seems to find it hilarious. So. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. If you, if you can go go to Corey's Twitter, you can find the videos on Instagram too. Oh yeah. Well, I just now put it up on Instagram. I was uh I, the thing is I forgot that I even had an Instagram because I had a concussion. Uh, I was knocked unconscious <laughs> by a man's guitar. So I've been a little uh, winky wonky on social media because of yeah. a concussion. Rick is done. Uh, John, John L. Childress asks. Rick is done. What? I think he broke his heart. He didn't. He didn't know that news. Wait, what? Oh, Ric Flair. Rick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he had his last match a couple weeks ago. But here's the deal, man. There's a lot of wrestlers who uh, had their last match 20 years ago, and I saw him this weekend wrestling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, who knows? But Rick is, uh, he's getting up there. Uh, Rick has had some heart trouble, so it, it's probably for the best. But yeah, he had his last match, and it was actually against uh, Jeff Jarrett, the sack of shit himself. <laughs> He, he had, Rick had an all-time quote in one of it. I think it was his 30 for 30 documentary, but they, somebody asked him, he's like, are, are you an alcoholic? And he goes, how would I know? I never tried to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that, yeah. That's a solid That's a solid redneck line. I love it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, my face <laughs> looks fine. I see that comment, but do you see this bruising on my shoulder right here? And would you also like to see the back of my fucking neck that's all cut up from the guitar that may I remind you, I was smashed over the head with. Yeah, fame never ends, folks. But Skews has to at one point, some point. So I think that's about it for today's show. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. I forgot to say that, so you guys could do that. It'd be awesome. Trey will be back next week, as far as I know. Uh, we'll if see not, I'll then. be here. <laughs> yeah. 
Somebody will be because it's uh we don't go on we don't go on because we're ready we go on because it's five o'clock on Tuesday so that's Trey's tour dates the red dates so we can see or he'll be with uh Corey uh Corey and Drew and then our SKUs tier uh, if you guys want more episodes of SKUs check out our bonus content at weeklyskews.com slash more uh thank you guys for tuning in say goodbye Corey goodbye everybody I love y'all Corey writes for you dot com SKU SKU